Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about, you know, dentistry in general, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but every dentist goes through the general dentistry uh, schooling and training and then they specialize, kind of like how we go through primary care and, you know, learning about the whole body before we specialize, right? So give us a snapshot on, you know, just what, what entails general dentistry and what are basic one-on-ones we need to know about it. Okay, perfect. Um, uh, the number one question I get asked is, you know, why do I get so many cavities? Um, or uh, most patients will come in and say like, you know, I've always had soft teeth, I've always gotten cavities. Usually when I do a little investigating, uh, I usually find out um, the cause. And I tell most of my patients, like, if I'm good, I can fix every cavity that you have in your mouth. But if I'm great, I can tell you how to prevent them. Mm. And that's, that, that's ideally the kind of dentist you want, right? Um, and there's a, there's a couple things. Cavities are caused, here's a little lesson. Cavities are caused by uh, a particular strain of bacteria, the main one being Streptococcus mutans. And it feeds on sugars, starches, um, and it thrives in an acidic environment. Mm-hmm. So you're eating a lot of carbs, you know, you're, uh, it's multifactorial. So if you're eating a, a lot of sugars, a lot of um, carbs, a lot of starches, it, you're going to cause that bacteria to thrive. So it's uh, the analogy I use is a lollipop that you drop on the ground, all the ants are going to come to that lollipop. Mm-hmm. Okay, it just mm-hmm. flocks to it. And uh, it goes through, a, it processes, it eats what we eat, which is what I tell my pediatric kids. Um, and it produces uh, the byproduct lactic acid. Mm-hmm. And that's what breaks down your enamel, just this natural decaying. It's the byproduct. Yes. So your enamel is quite hard. It's twice as hard as your bone, believe it or not. And what is the enamel? It's the front part of the teeth? Yes, or? the enamel is the strongest part of your teeth, mm-hmm. right? So the, the, uh, the tooth itself has layers. The outside layer is the enamel. That's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say it's twice as strong as bone, it is, you know, it's much harder to break. It's harder to break your teeth than it is to break your bones, but we break them because they go through quite a beating, you know, throughout life, right? We're constantly chewing on them, eating on them. Well, it's also because, you know, our mouths are, you know, if for, you know, besides our skin, it has the most exposure to the outside world, right? Because you're eating, it has to come through the mouth, go through the teeth because we have to chew or masticate, right? And it's literally being exposed to like everything. Yes, yes. So it, it, like I said, it takes quite the beating. So there are things that you can do to kind of keep your teeth strong and healthy, Um and what we were saying, what I was saying before about the food industry making things, uh, uh, the food industry basically producing things that have no regard to our health, right? Mm-hmm. So natural sugar is not that easy to find in the environment, but we were able to actually synthesize sugar. So what do they do? They put a ton of it 
in our juice boxes. They put it in, in everything because the sweeter it is, the more likely you're going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And we know that we talked about this where it contributes to diabetes um, and other chronic uh, illnesses. But with teeth especially, it rots our teeth. Because mm-hmm. now you're, you're drowning your teeth in, in sugar. Um, and that's essentially what a cavity is, yes, right? And, yes. why, and why, like, it's essentially what a cavity is. And, you know, my, my, my other question was, why is it bad? Is because it'll rot and then what happens if so you don't as, take care of it? So as the cavity spreads, um, it makes its way into the nerve, which is mm-hmm. right at the center. I call it the core of the apple. It makes it to, into the center. And that nerve is connected to your brain, your heart. Um, there was, it's not common, so I don't want anyone to, to panic, but, you know, there was, um, there was a particular patient who had like an abscess in his brain. And when they researched, they found bacteria that were dental bacteria, bacteria that you would find in the mouth. So as that infection spreads from, once you have an opening from the, of, that allows the outside environment bacteria to get into your nerve, it's now connected to the rest of your body mm-hmm. and where disease can really spread. And now they're finding more that dental disease, gum disease is linked to um, preterm birth, heart disease, um, and like so it's it's very important to take care of your teeth right um, because once it goes because it's kind of like not just the nerve right because it can go into your bloodstream that's that's what i'm trying to say yes yeah, yeah. um and the so the so we have sugar starches um acidic drinks mm-hmm. soda anything that's carbonated is acidic Car- mm-hmm. carbonic acid is acidic and um it breaks down your teeth even more. So your teeth is eroding on mm-hmm. top of, you know, you're drowning it in sugars and starches. Um, and the other, uh, so this is, these are the things I go through with uh, all my patients. Like, what's your diet like? What's your, uh, are you on any medications? Are you drinking something um, regularly instead of just normal water? And, uh, and it's usually one of those things. Um, acid reflux is a contributor, but medications is a significant contributor so i can why is that so i can tell you i have an array of patients who probably gone years or decades Mm -hmm. without um having had a cavity they start on like a high blood pressure medication and suddenly it's like one of the the side effects is dry mouth and saliva actually acts as a buffer to kind of like buffer all the acidity that's in your mouth keeping your mouth you know um at a, a normal ph level when you lose that I'm telling you, the, the the cavity risk goes up exponentially. Mm-hmm. Okay, because of all the acidic nature of all these different kinds of you know food, food that, that comes in con- yeah. contact. Yes, that's right, that's right. So, if you talk about um, I when I knew I was going to do this podcast with you, I, I looked up a lot about how you know going plant based and how it relates to your oral health. Mm-hmm. And there's it's funny there's there's actually a lot of mixed reviews out there, mm-hmm. and there's really been no long term study per se or, or multiple long-term studies so the the reviews are still, still mixed but the way i see it is is there's definitely more benefits mm-hmm. um but you have to do it the right way just just like they say like you know when they talk about vegetarianism or veganism in general it's like it's not the omission of meat right like it's you can't you can't just not eat meat and think that that's healthy right 
you can't not eat meat and then just eat nothing but breads and 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 sugar. And substitute it with something else. That's kind of right. like the trends back in the day where, you know, high fat and low fat and no sugar, you know, yeah. because because the food industry is very interesting and very um, very skilled in terms of replacing and substitute one for another. So, it's a very marketing it's a marketing scheme where it's like, you know, uh, natural is a marketing, you know, word or, you know, zero sugar when artificial sweetener is not considered sugar, you know, and there's a lot of things to kind of substitute one for the other. Yeah. So there's, you have to kind of be aware uh, if you choose to go on this journey that it's, the idea is increasing your, it's not, what did you say? It was, um, increasing your nutrients, mm -hmm. um, nutrient density versus calorie that's right. density. That's right. That's right. And if you don't eat meat, but you eat nothing but pizza, that, that's just not, that's not going to work, right? So I think the, um, there is some research that says like, you know, well, there's a concern that people who are vegetarian tend to eat more carbs and starches. Um, and as a result, their, their cavity risk goes up. Mm -hmm. But just like, you know, like I said, going on this journey, you have to do it the right way. If you're eating the right foods, your body will get the right nutrients. And there's a lot of, uh, indirect, um, positive outcomes. Like if you can reduce your risk of high blood pressure, diabetes, you're off medications. That right. alone cuts your risk of getting cavities, mm -hmm. right? You're cutting out all the refined sugars. You're cutting out uh, carbonated drinks. Mm -hmm. That will reduce your risk in uh, uh, of getting cavities. Mm -hmm. You know, and there was research that has shown that going plant based, you know, helps with uh, gum disease. There's less inflammation, right? Overall, there's less inflammation in your body when you go mm -hmm. plant based. So now yes. you have less inflammation yes. in your gums, less gum disease. You're less likely to lose your teeth as a mm -hmm. result. Mm -hmm. you know, so, um, that's what I've been relaying to uh, a lot of my patients that diet plays a role mm -hmm. uh, or a hygiene plays a significant role. So one of the questions that I wanted to ask was, you know, what was it like in dental school? Like, what did you receive? What did you not receive in terms of what you're finding out now? Like, do they care about, you know, because it may seem obvious for someone that's non-dental because you're the expert of oral health, right? So you know, in my perception, you know, not being dental, you know, I would think there would be a huge emphasis on diet, right? And so, you know, take, because I know in my medical training, I didn't get that much in schooling. So what was it like in dental school, you know, that you're now realizing did you have more or less of in terms of, you know, the knowledge you have now? Um, I think that, you know, they, they, we were taught the, what I discussed, um, the basics of what contributes to high cavity risk. Um, but they didn't go too much into nutrition and how that affects your overall health, including your mouth, mm -hmm. you know? Um, cause that was just, wasn't our focus. We were, we were looking at such direct correlations, you know, carbohydrates, uh, leading to decay due to, you know, uh, bacteria. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, since I'm on this journey with you, I think that uh, I've become much more aware and a better clinician as a result, I think. <laughs> Take a more holistic approach to just fighting cavities uh, directly, but right. uh, attacking it from the source. Right. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. 
I just want to take a few moments of your time to talk to you about something. Something that I feel needs to give reflection and pause for. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, I've been on the self-work journey for a decade now. And I remember in my personal experiences uh, through my doctor's journeys and also from traveling the world, I was always searching for the next step or thinking that happiness was a destination. However, it's not. What I found instead was that life was a process. And learning about life was also a process and a practice. And that the state of happiness and the state of joy and contentment was also a practice. For those of you who don't know, since I don't share that much on my podcast, is that I actually battle with anxiety, OCD, and in the past, episodes of depression. However, little by little, step by step, after seeking extra help, I've been able to achieve monumental things in my life that I've been eternally grateful for. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp is a sponsor of this podcast. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. A couple of reviews. This is by... Rebecca Raymer. Becky has literally saved my life by truly understanding me. She has given me self-talk strategies and different thought pattern exercises that have made me stronger and a more aware person. I am so, so grateful to have found her. I've been to so many different therapists and none have helped me like Becky has. This is another review for Adam Johnson. I've had counselors before both on BetterHelp and in person through work. And Adam, by far, is the best counselor I've ever talked with. I feel like he actually listens to and what is going on. He asks questions to help you navigate your thoughts. And you can tell that he is listening and wants you to help you. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash the chef doc. That's better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1.4 million people taking charge of their mental state with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Thrive Bite listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash the chef doc. T H E C H E F D O C. Thank you for listening, guys, and back to the episode. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Because it's interesting when you talk about, you know, you're, you're saying all these different types of acids or acidic natures, and you're talking about carbs and different sugars. It's funny how, you know, none of this 
you know, in a way is naturally appearing in nature, you know, like man had to kind of manipulate it to create, you know, the cane syrup and the high fructose corn syrup and, you know, all these different types of sugars that are in everything. It's, you know, in our uh, dairy products, it's in our salad dressings, it's in our, it's Cereal, almost in everything. Yeah. It's, you can't, you can't escape it. And being a mother, does it make you more mindful, you know, when you're reading these in nutrition labels and when you're, you know, giving it to your children, does it cause any difference in terms of how, what you're giving to your children? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, I'm much more aware now, like I said, um, but I'm more aware of how it's harder to escape it, mm -hmm. right? Because even with kids, things taste so good. The, the things that are so bad for you taste so good, yeah. you know? Um, my daughter is a picky eater, but she can spot a lollipop like five aisles down. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's like you're just... Wired. You're, you're addicted. Because it's, you know, I mean, we're, our bodies crave sugar, right? But not this much sugar. Not so much that no. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's an overabundance and it's, it's taking a toll on our oral health and our overall health. Yeah. I yeah. believe. I mean, I did a lecture series with my medical school alma mater with, you know, food addiction and how, even though it's not a actual, uh, you know, real diagnosis, but, you know, it is real. They've found a lot of, you know, research in terms of the same parts of brain uh, that substance abuse, you know, addicts would go through, that, you know, alcoholics and things like that hitting the same, you know, uh, dopamine receptors and the different parts of our brain. And um, food addiction, you know, for us, you know, as, you know, health champions and for you, the gateways, you know, for that, it's, it's, it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. And it's funny how we can't escape it, like you said. Yeah. So um, give us a little bit more in terms of, you know, the one-on-one, -on -one. you know, what are we, you know, supposed to be looking out for, um, you know, in terms of brushing and flossing, how many times a day, you know, just even though, you know, it may seem simple, um, it may seem like, you know, common sense, but I'm sure there's a lot of underlying deeper of the whys. And I, the best way for people like patients when I teach, you know, for them to understand is teaching them the why behind it yeah. instead of yes. finger pointing. I agree. So a lot of new patients that I meet, I tell them uh, the at the first exam is, um, I'm going to tell you a lot of things about dentistry uh, that you may not know because I think dentistry sometimes goes under explained. Um, and I'm obviously an over-explainer. <laughs> no, so, that's good. So I always, good. I always apologize in the beginning, like this will be your longest appointment where I will be talking <laughs> your ear off the entire time. But um, what I usually tell my patients is when we were children, did we, were we ever explained like, why do I need to see the dentist every six months and my physician once a year? Did you ever ask why? As children? Yeah. I, I always, I was like, okay, I guess that's just what you're supposed to do, right? Mm -hmm. um, the dental checkup is very important, not just for, you know, it would be nice uh, if you're going to get cavities. To say you'll never get a cavity is impossible, but the best cavity is the smallest cavity because if you catch it small enough, you can actually take uh, like a fluoride toothpaste. Um, we'll get you like a fluoride varnish to kind of help reverse it if you catch it really, really early. And if, it, if it's um, a full-fledged uh, cavity, we can... The best filling is the smallest one because we would just treat it with a small filling. It's when cavities get larger that it becomes a little bit more dangerous. Now you're closer to the nerve. Now you may need a root canal. A root canal is basically a, essentially a word for a deeper filling. You've got to go deep into the nerve canal to clean out all of that. And it's just mm. things get a little bit more 
complex and the risk of losing that tooth goes up. Um, so preventative dentistry is the best dentistry. Now, even with the, with the cleaning that you get, sometimes people think of it as like a cleaning just sounds very like you're going to the spa for a facial. Okay. <laughs> uh, but that's, <laughs> but that's not the case. Um, the, uh, the cleaning is actually very therapeutic. Uh, you can brush, obviously brush when, uh, when you're home, but everything sometimes you're brushing, you're getting is above the gum line. It's all the plaque. Um, and plaque is just another word for like leftover food mixed with bacteria that builds up and it gets stuck underneath your gums. And is that the same thing as tartar? Tartar is when that plaque becomes calcified. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's much harder. You can scrub to the cows come home. It's not coming off. And as it stays and it sticks on your teeth, that's how it progresses to gum disease and gum disease. Um, is, uh, how most people end up in dentures. Your, your gums and your bone recede away from this site of, uh, infection, uh, making your teeth eventually become loose, like a fence post. A pe- think of a fence post that's not well planted in the, in the ground. Mm-hmm. It becomes wobbly and eventually it calls, falls right out. Uh, when you get a cleaning, you're almost getting flushed from the bottom up reset back to zero so that and then you maintain for six months mm-hmm. and that's why it's very important to not skip that and here's the scary thing that most people don't understand and it's the number one question i get asked is like why don't i feel anything mm-hmm. i don't feel any pain right so why would i even why come I for that six month visit exactly. you know if i can't feel anything and to that i always tell my patients like does high blood pressure always tell you you're about to have a heart attack it doesn't right it's your body has a natural way of like blocking certain things because it compensating like our internal yes, like yes. compensations yes. and my theory is is i think that in the mouth especially if you had any pain it would deter you from eating which is deters you from like survival mm-hmm. so there's a lot of like um sometimes you might feel a little discomfort here and there but for the most part uh people don't feel that they're they're they might see that their gums are receding they don't feel any discomfort until it gets very, very bad. And at that point, sometimes it's a point of no return, mm-hmm. you know? Over, so what you're saying is that you can't overemphasize coming in every six months. Yes. Why that duration though? Is it because like, you know, is that enough time, whether you do something or not do something that you will be able to visibly see? I think that it's just a time that the ADA, uh, the American Dental Association has just kind of been, for years has pinpointed like, okay, this is um, an adequate amount of time because cavities, once it starts, it can rapidly spread quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So you can't really go a whole year without seeing your dentist mm-hmm. and having that cavity become, start as small and now it's, it's now a full blown, uh, root canal or extraction, right. you know? So what happens like when that tooth actually comes out? Like what ends up, you know, it's kind of like a, 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 a link to the entire bike chain, right? right? And they all work together. If you have that tooth out, you know, what, why is that a bad thing? Oh, so. Or if it is. It is, it is. So most people think that the easy way out is to just pull the tooth. Right, and then continue on their behavior habits. Right. (laughs) Um, The, uh, and in dentistry, before dentistry was even dentistry, that's what people did, right? Is you have a tooth pain, you just pull the tooth, problem solved. And that's that's valid. It is uh, a way of treatment of a dental infection. But there are like long-term uh, repercussions that you don't see right away. You you take a tooth out, you should always replace it with something. I recommend an implant, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but the malocclusion leads to a lot of things. Teeth are not uh, glued to the bone. They're not like an extension of your skeleton like, like your fingers and toes are. They are a separate entity. And um, when you lose your teeth, they shift. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And they don't shift in like like a way you want them to shift. They lean, they waddle, you know. And it's like the fence post. I like that visual of the fence that's post. Right. That's post. right. That, they, and so now you have an area where, because your tooth is not straight, it's lean, you now have an area where food is more likely to get impacted, uh. which then it becomes almost like a domino effect, you know. So um, see your dentist every six months. <laughs> um, it's so important. So we got, you know, twice a year you would come, you know, um, so tell me, I've always wondered about this. You know, you, most dentists would recommend brushing twice a day, right? So why is it, I, I can understand it, you know, you go through a whole day, you're eating, you're drinking, you know, all kinds of stuff and you're brushing around, you know, brushing away all those different things, washing, things like that. But when you wake up in the morning, why do you brush in the morning? Because you're sleeping, right? Like what happens during the sleeping period that you have to brush in the morning? Well, first of all, your mouth stinks. And secondly, your mouth is ever never fully sterile, you know. Um, so even overnight, bacteria is working. So even if you brush, there are still things probably stuck to your teeth that um, the bacteria is making its home around your teeth. So, I mean, I brush three times a day. So twice is, is the minimum because we don't want to push it. And it's not realistic, I guess, for some patients. But uh, you keep the plaque off your teeth. Um, you keep the bacteria away. That's just. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Is there a such thing as overbrushing? I don't think so. I mean, you can brush too aggressively where it can cause a uh, gum recession, but, you know, generally my best brushers are the ones that keep their teeth the longest, okay. you know? Uh, hygiene is, is uh, definitely one of the major factors to keeping your oral health in, in check. And you would also recommend flossing as being, you know, equally as important um, as well? For sure. If you brush and you don't floss, it's like, let's just wash two sides of your car. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know, like, it's like, once you start flossing, you'll be like, oh, there's that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because it will eventually, you know, become, it could also become that plaque and tartar, but just in between, you know, the, the crevices, right? The yes. in-between space, right? Food will always, um, it's possible that if we never ate, if we didn't eat, we probably would never have like issues like gum disease or cavities. Uh, don't quote me on that. But Food is always the culprit, right? Mm -hmm. And we have to eat, unfortunately. But right. food is also what feeds the bacteria that's in our mouth. And they thrive on that, you know? Right. And you top it off with like, you know, like I was saying, uh, acidic drinks, more sugar. It's like an all-you-can-eat buffet in Colin's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it, you, have, you have a good point because like, you know, comparatively to that we know that are harmful to our health, like smoking and alcohol, you know, we, we can survive you know, without it, right? But we can't survive without food, but it's the quality of food. And, you know, I would also argue how, you know, frequent as, as well. Um, so, you know, relating it back, you know, how do you see, you know, plant-based uh, kind of shifting things? Like how, you know, do you see it being, you know, you're eating less acidic foods, you know, over, you know, over uh, like less processed and refined, less candy, less junk food that can be more inflammatory and acidic towards the mouth, you would say? I'm already seeing a significant change um, just comparing uh, how we grew up. Because I remember 
I mean, everybody, we all ate candy, you know, when we were younger. And now the younger patients that I'm seeing, you know, their parents are more aware. Their parents are more like educated. They're like, you know, I ate a lot of candy growing up. I got a ton of cavities. That's not going to happen to my kid. Um, we don't let, we don't have any candy in the house. Um, and so I'm already seeing the change that, that people are getting more educated. That you just need to put that information out there, mm -hmm. you know, um, not just for your oral health, but this plant-based diet. What I like about it is it's, it's making people do a little bit more research as to how food is made, right? Instead of just taking it off the shelf and being like, oh, this is good. You know, just thinking about like what process, press, process, Processes. Processes. <laughs> Process. 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 That's a new one. <laughs> what processes did it have to go through to kind of get on the shelf to sit here for weeks and weeks, you know, right. and then have you put it in your mouth? Yeah, exactly. Well, going back to the whole vegan thing, like you can, you can totally be unhealthy even as a vegan. You know, you can eat a Twinkie all day long. Right, you know, right. you know, three meals a day, three sixty-five, and you know that that thing could probably outlast a nuclear war. Right. You know, so. And um, you know, and, and so it's it's about the quality of food. And like we mentioned early in the podcast, you know, it's you know as close to mother nature as possible. You know, and what's beautiful about you know your ex personal experience was that you know you get to be in the kitchen more. You know, you yeah. get to prepare more because, like we talked about with the food industry. You know, they don't have regard, you know, for, you know, how it influences our health. Right. You know, we have to be the champions of our own health, yeah. be the champions for our oral health, you know. Um, what would you see different in terms of how you would educate, you know, you know, pa uh, patients? Do you think like a format like this would help? Do you think that more time in the office counseling them would help? Like, how would you see things uh, change if you see, like, for example, your colleagues being you know, more on board with this. So I think a lot of people are on board. They just don't have access to this information, right? Um, I don't, whenever I talk about uh, being plant-based or even with my patients, when I talk about, um, you know, maybe you shouldn't drink seltzer water every day because it's, it's, it's making your teeth extremely sensitive because of all the acidity that's in there. They get it, you know, nobody wants to, you know, we're totally committed to making a change if we know it's good for us. And that sucks because I just bought a soda stream. <laughs> and I love seltzer yeah. water, so. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's, that's what it is. Um, people just don't have access to the knowledge. Um, but hopefully you and I will change that together. Yeah. So that's why we have a format and having, you know, good people in the room to kind of talk about in an open format. So, so um, I really appreciate you coming here. Um, I think this is a nice segue to conclude. And I love asking my audience uh, or my guests, you know, this question is what personally makes you thrive? You know, the podcast is called Thrive Bites. Um, you know, um, and I just love hearing about what drives the individual, you know what I'm saying? And I know you, I've known you for a very long time and I know that, you know, you're super motivated, but like what has, what has pushed you to get to this point? You know, like what has inspired you? What's motivated you? Um, that's a... It's like a Miss America question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do do your what's your Miss America wave? Do you do your Miss America wave? What motivate? What, like what gets me up in the morning? Yeah. Uh, my family at six a.m. every day. You know, I, I would say first and foremost my family, right? Because you know, when, when you have kids, once you have kids, it, it things change. Your your motivations for things uh, 
change as well. I feel like you, they, I mean, people say this all the time, you want to be a better person, but it's true. You know, I, I, I read a lot of like uh, parenting books and it says, it, it speaks a lot about, it's like kids will probably not listen to what you say, but they're more likely to do what you do. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so I'm very motivated by, you know, being that example, you know, I, I, you want, you want your kids to grow up to be strong, independent, hardworking, assertive, um, but also carry very, uh, strong values with them. Mm-hmm. And you can't teach that. You mm-hmm. got to show them that. So that's definitely, uh, a huge motivation factor for me to get, get me up in the morning. To and pass on those values that you want to convey to the next yeah, generation. That's right? right. That's right. Um, I believe in hard work. I, I think hard work is, is, um, you know, put your head down, work hard, don't complain, don't, you know, um, do what needs to get done and, uh, you'll get where you, you need to get. Um, I think the other uh, motivation is, is we're only in this world for a very short time, you know, uh, you want to leave the world doing some good mm-hmm. because if you don't, um, I, I, I don't know, I, Maybe it's like that for everybody. I, it's definitely like that for me. It's it feels more fulfilling. You want to leave an impact, not on a national or global scale like you. No, 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 no. I <laughs> mean, really, like one. Maybe we're not maybe, talking about like Oprah level. <laughs> 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 um, but I think from like from an individual to individual, right? Exactly. Uh, standpoint. Like if I can, uh, and in dentistry. Because you love dentistry, right? We've been talking about yeah. half of this episode was, you know, about, you know, dentistry. It's like, you know, what kind of impact, you know, maybe on a personal individual level for your patients, you know, like what kind of impression do you want to, you know, leave? You know, dentistry is, has been really rewarding for me um, because, you know, you've probably always had great teeth, but there are people who have gone through a lot in their lives, you know, abusive marriages or um, drug use that really wreak havoc on their teeth um, and it hurts them because you know the the teeth and the your teeth and your hair frame you know your your first impression for the most part and um, when you don't have nice teeth or any teeth it, it can be very debilitating it, it cuts your chance of getting a good job um, meeting meeting someone you love so when you change that for someone oh those are like the best moments is when they just like cry in your chair and hug you um and uh that that's when it's worth it you know that's when it's worth it you know there there was there was there was a time when i debated whether i should be a stay-at-home mom but it's it's you know this is also a passion of mine too you know Mm -hmm. like like being a mother is obviously the most rewarding thing i've ever done but um being dentist feels like you you're you're doing a lot for someone um or that particular individual. I had a patient once that was, you know, she, she had just, you know, she didn't have a great smile, you know. Um, and she, when we fixed her up, she came in. It was night and day. She came in, her hair was done. She was wearing makeup. Um, she was dressed up. And she was like, she was like, Dr. Connie, I got promoted at work. I uh, found a boyfriend, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and she said she was I think she was working at the drive through at Wendy's <laughs> and she she said like people had driven by and remembered her mm-hmm. uh, and obviously they recognized her, her that her kind team. of impression. Right? Yeah. And they were like, whoa, 
you did something to your smile, you know? <laughs> and, and so, you know, that's, that, those are the moments you live for, you know? Yeah. Um, those like, it, it's interesting because when you think of dentistry, you don't think about those indirect effects. Right, right, right. Um, cause you're just fixing, you know, you pr- bring me a problem, I'm going to fix it for you. But yes, it, it trickles, you know, down yeah. to, uh, your, your lifestyle and, um, your quality of life as well. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, I, again, I want to reiterate how much I really appreciate, you know, you being here or actually me being here because I'm in your house yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we're filming on location, but you know, it's been really, really nice. Um, yeah, this you know, is fun. Here, this is fun. You know, and I hope the listening audiences will get, you know, not just a basic dentistry 101 and why it's important to kind of, you know, overemphasize some things and, you know, those self-care tips and things like that, but also related back to, you know, why plant-based has changed your personal experience and why we, you know, emphasize on the podcast, you know, it's important um, and why we feel like, you know, try it out, experiment it. And I tell my patients, you know, it's very simple, you know, like I don't believe in diets, but I just tell them to eat more plants because I think everyone can afford to eat more plants in their life. And, you know, you know, us personally, I really appreciate our friendship and I appreciate, you know, um, the communication, the relationship that we've built over time. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably one of my most valuable relationships, you know, you're, one of the strongest friendships that I have. And this was, this was lovely. This was really nice. And it felt very like, you know, easy. Like there was, like we were, this is like how we talk all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, um, guys, this has been another episode of Thrive Bites. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy this, please like, subscribe, and follow. And if you feel like this is a benefit for someone else, please share it. And uh, from all of us here, uh, thank you again to Dr. Connie Nguyen, Uh, my good friend, and uh, we will see you on the next one. Take care, everyone. Hey, guys, if you enjoyed this, don't forget to check back to our part one. Hey, guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you liked that episode, Please subscribe and follow for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.